Today, we are going to participate in something different. It may not be different for everyone. Some of us have participated in this before, but we are going to participate in a covenant renewal service, a service that is a gift. It's not a demand, but it's an opportunity to welcome the grace of God in the optimism of the grace of God into our lives. For John Wesley, who is our theological forefather, the idea of the Christian life was not only accepting Christ in a relationship, but it was also in growing in a relationship, thriving in a relationship, flourishing in a relationship. And so we want to participate in that kind of renewal as we enter into this new year. When he created this service, he kind of adapted uh, some ideas from some Puritan liturgies, and in doing so, determined that this was something that annually the people of God should do to remember who we are, who he is, and what our relationship to him is. Today isn't a day for resolutions. The problem with resolutions is, is that their power is left to ourselves, our own strength, our own aspirations, our own commitments. But rather, we choose a different path today. We choose first and foremost faith in Christ. Secondly, we choose and embrace a spirit of repentance toward Christ. And lastly, we walk into this in community trusting in Christ through it all. And so that is our hope today. It'll be a time of self-examination, reflection, and dedication. Repentance through confession and commitment are key foci of this service. And it demands something of us, and this is what it demands of us. It demands humility. It demands that we come to God open-handed and open-hearted, asking God to work in this very different service. When you leave here today, everyone here will get one of these little cards, which has a core covenant prayer that we will pray at one point during the course of this service together. The entire service, the liturgy we'll be participating in, will be on the screen. And you'll see a spot when it says people, and that's when all of us will out loud respond together. And then there'll be a section for leader as a few of us will lead through this whole process. We'll pause and we'll sing together. We'll give praise to God together. And then when we come to the conclusion of this service, we're going to participate in the Lord's Supper on this first day of the new year together. So that is how the service is going to unfold. So with that being said, let us begin. And we're going to begin with the greeting. Come. Let us join ourselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant, which will never be forgotten. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Let's say together, you are the one true God who reigns forever. Let's stand. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of Thy name. So come on and sing out, let our anthem grow loud, there is one great love, Jesus. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrow cease. Tis music in the sinner's ears to his life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin, he sets the 
prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. So come on and sing out. Let our anthem grow loud. There is one great love. There is one great love. Jesus. He speaks and listening to his voice, new life the dead receive. The mournful broken hearts rejoice, the humble poor believe. Glory to God and praise and love be ever, ever give. By saints below and saints above, the church and earth and heaven. So come on and sing out, let our anthem grow out. prayer together. Almighty God, you search our hearts and you see every part of us. All our desires are known to you. And from you, Lord, no secrets are hidden. So by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, cleanse our hearts so we may perfectly love you and glorify your holy name. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's now pray together as God's dearly loved children the Lord's Prayer. Please pray the version that we have up on the slides, which has some variation to it. But let's pray together this prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today your daily bread and forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and glory are yours, both now and forever. Amen. Let's stand together. is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. Darkness seems to hide his face. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale. 
This scripture reading is from John 15, and it's Jesus speaking to us. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like the branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. Let's stand again as we look towards Jesus. soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a world that the Savior and life more Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace through death into life everlasting 
follow him there. O'er us sin no more hath dominion, for more than conquerors we hear the proclamation. <clears throat> Dearly loved brothers and sisters, the Christian life is found in Christ, redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. We are those who have entered into this life and have been admitted into the new covenant of Jesus Christ. He is the mediator of the covenant. He sealed it with his own blood so it would last forever. On one side of this covenant stands God, who promises to give us new life in Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Every day, God proves his goodness and grace to us, showing us that his promise still stands firm. On the other side, we stand as those who promise to no longer live life for ourselves, but instead to only live for Jesus because he has loved us and given his life for us. There are times in our lives when it's important for us to remember and reaffirm our promises and vows. In the same way, we come today to renew our covenant with God. Many generations have done this before us. So today we make the covenant our own, renewing with both joy and sincerity the covenant that binds us all to God. So now hear this call to confession. There'll be sections in here that I will read, and then on the screen you will see people and we'll read together as Pastor Jeff mentioned. We are those who seek to live as true disciples of Jesus Christ, but sometimes we fall short. Let us now use this time to examine ourselves before God, humbly confessing our sins and submitting our hearts so that we do not deceive ourselves and cut, away, cut ourselves away from God. Let us pray together. Father God, you have set forth the way of life through your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you love dearly. We shamefully confess that we have been slow to learn of him 
and have been reluctant to follow him. You have spoken and called to us, but we have not listened. You have revealed your beauty to us, but we have been blind. You have stretched out your hands to us through our friends, but we have passed them by. We have accepted your gifts and offered little thanks. We are unworthy of your unchanging love. We now confess to you our sins. Please forgive us, Lord, for the poverty of our worship, for the selfishness of our prayers, for our inconsistency and our unbelief, for the ways that we neglect fellowship and your grace, for our hesitation to tell others about Christ, for the ways that we deceive others. Join me. Forgive us when we waste time and when we misuse the gifts you have given us. Forgive us for when we have made excuses for the wrong things we have done and when we have purposefully avoided responsibility. Forgive us that we have been unwilling to overcome evil with good and that we have not been ready to carry our cross. Forgive us that we have not allowed your love to work through us to help others and that we have not made their suffering our own. Forgive us for those times when instead of working for unity, we made it hard for others to live with us because of our lack of forgiveness, inconsiderate judgment, and quick criticism. Forgive us for when we have not tried to reconcile with others and when we have been slow to seek redemption. Forgive us also for these sins that we silently confess to you now. is faithful to cleanse us from our sins and restore us to Christ's image. Praise and glory be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I offer the invitation let us gather here before the Lord. Now covenant, in covenant, commit ourselves to Christ as his servants. Let us give ourselves to him so that we may fully belong to him. Jesus Christ has left us with many services to be done. Some of these services are easy and honorable, but some are difficult and disgraceful. Some line up with our desires and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some, we please both Christ and ourselves, but then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. So Jesus Christ, we offer you this prayer. Let's pray this together. Let me be your servant let me follow your commands. 
I will no longer follow my desires. I give myself completely to your will. The power and strength to live as true servants is given to us in Christ. We accept the place and the work that he gives us, acknowledging that he alone will be our reward. Let us offer ourselves to him now. I am not my own. I am yours alone. Make me into what you will. Rank me with those who you will. Put me to use for you. Put me to suffering for you. Let me be employed for you. Let me be laid aside for you. Let me be lifted high for you. Let me be brought low for you. Let me be full or let me be empty. Let me have all things or let me have nothing. With a willing heart, I freely give everything to your pleasure and disposal. Christ is Savior to those who are His true servants. He's the source of all salvation to those who obey. To be His servant is to consent fully to His will. Christ accepts nothing less. Christ will be all in all, or He will be nothing. Christ will be all in all, or He will be nothing. Now confirm this truth in Holy Covenant. Make it a reality in your life in these ways. First, set apart time in your day, more than once, to be spent alone with the Lord. Seek to perceive God's special care for you and gracious acceptance of you. Carefully think through the words of this covenant and its conditions. Examine your heart. Even if you have freely given your life to Christ, Name the sins in your life. Reflect on whether you are willing to choose Christ's holy laws and strict commands. Be sure you are clear in all these so that you do not lie to God. Second, uphold a serious spirit of holy awe and reverence for Christ. Third, claim God's covenant. Claim God's covenant. Do not trust in your own strength and power, but rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength. In this way, He will empower you to keep your promise. Fourth, be determined to be faithful. Faithful. You have given your heart and life to God. You have opened your mouth to dedicate yourself to the Lord. With God's power, Never go back to your former way of living. And last, be prepared to renew your covenant with God. Fall on your knees, lift your hands, and open your hearts to Christ. Give Him our lives. Let's stand together. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for Thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my King. Take my lips and let them be Filled with messages from Thee. Take my silver and my gold, Not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect and use Every power as You choose. Here am I.
life be like this next year? Now that's a question we probably do not go about publicly asking. We don't voice that. But moving toward a new year, this is certainly part of the internal dialogue that mulls about in our minds between Christmas and the Times Square ball dropping. Just quick survey, we'll publish it nationally later this week. How many of you stayed up to watch the ball drop? I just want to see how many. I see that some people are like enthusiastically. (laughs) How many of us had great wisdom and slept through the ball dropping? Look, I see those hands. (laughs) But it's at that moment we declare, and my phone was blowing up. I've, you know, there's seven of us siblings in my family, and then my own children, and my phone was blowing up between 10 and 12 with Happy New Year, and then, you know, my whole phone would explode with some fireworks on it, and it's all happening all through the night. Happy New Year. But will it be? Like every new year, the one ahead is filled with the excitement of unknown adventures and joys but also with what we perceive as the intruders of the good life. Sickness, stress, and strain. And we all know that at some point, in some fashion, our grand enemy, death, will make an appearance. But this is where I must remind you of the power of the resurrection of Jesus. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? So the answer to the question, what will my life be like this next year, is elusive in so many ways. The variables of life and the uncertainties of tomorrow do not allow us to answer this particular question completely. Yet there is an answer to this question that is well within our grasp. It is It is the one answer that actually provides what is most needed in a new year that is laced with the unknown and the unpredictable and the uncertain and the uncomfortable. This entire exercise this morning of this covenant renewal provides a framework for us to answer this question. It is perhaps the one thing within our control for this dilemma that we all encounter, every one of us, 
which is the landscape of a new year that stretches out before us unnervingly out of our control. Nowhere, nowhere, no time in the year do we face down the God of certainty. More so, this God we worship at. More so than standing at this threshold before us. But there is this one answer to this question fully within our grasp as certain as me standing here. We find it in the invitation I called us to just moments ago. Let us gathered here before the Lord now in covenant commit ourselves to Christ as his servants. Let us give ourselves to him so that we may fully belong to him. Within our power, and we have power, we have agency, we are powerful people. Within our power is the freedom to choose Christ, to choose his will, to actually fully live into what has already been sung when we sang about the cornerstone, on Christ we stand, on Christ the solid rock we stand, to choose to live into that. This is the one choice, this is the one place of certainty that we can venture out upon with confidence. But it's not because of who we are or what we have. It's not because of our plans and will and our ways. It's not because of our power and our strength and our stick to No. It's because of the God who loves us. The God who meets us. The Christ who died for us. And the Holy Spirit who empowers us and guides us and comforts us as he fills us. I love the words Pastor Shirley read for us earlier from John chapter 15. That's an anchoring chapter for many of us, maybe all of us to some degree. Earlier in this service, we heard those words, profound words, simple words, but profound words from Jesus, and they capture what everything we've done this morning means. Found in the words of John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me and, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, nothing. The certain choice we each have is summed up in another question. Will I choose to live my life on the vine? Will this next year Whatever comes my way, whatever I face, whatever highs or lows, victories or defeats, celebrations or joys, moments when I'm fully alive and days when death makes itself known, whatever rolls down my path, will I live attached to the life-giving vine that is Jesus? Someone, a friend of mine texted me, a thought this morning, today in the liturgical year, is one of the things it is, is Holy Name Sunday. The name Jesus is celebrated today. Would you say his name with me? Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. One more time. Jesus. That name is our salvation. That name is our life. That name is our hope. That name is our forgiveness for yesterday and our promise for tomorrow and our strength for this day. Jesus, will you be attached? Will I be attached? Will we be attached to the life-giving vine that is Jesus? Why is that important? Why does that really even matter? Well, it is there that we will flourish it says that we will bear fruit. The flourishing life that God desires for us is there, nowhere else. It is there that we will live. The branch finds all the nourishment it needs in the vine, and it is there we can face whatever life's weather brings, whatever the forecast of a day might be in our lives. John 15, 5 seems to me to be Jesus Philippians 4 declaration, if you will. You know those words, perhaps. 
I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Jesus puts it this way, apart from me, you can do nothing. Say that with me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But with him? Well, later in John chapter 15, verse 16, we stumble upon the words that are on a mug my mentor and friend Ron Attic gave to me. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. We stay attached to the vine. Why? Because you see, Jesus chooses you. Jesus chooses me. Jesus is for us. Jesus is for us. Jesus is postured with good toward us. And Jesus is with us. Jesus chooses us. And as Bob Benson used to say, we are the choosee and he is the chooser. And that's why. That's why we stay attached to the vine. The God of the universe chooses to invite us to be his. And this covenant service is our response to God's choice. God has already made his choice. God's already made his choice for you, for me. What will our choices be this next year? It is the only certain choice we can make that will give us the needed grace for this year that will unfold before us, even and especially in the unknown, the unwanted, the uncertain, the unanticipated, and the uncomfortable. Let us choose a life on the vine. Let us choose Jesus, who is our very life. And now I want to invite you to join me in this covenant prayer that we pray together. Let us pray this prayer together. My righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me now as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness when I have not done your will. You promise mercy if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that we rid ourselves of every idol in our lives. From the bottom of my heart, I here and now renounce every idol in my life, covenanting with you that I will not commit any known sin. By turning against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch for any temptation that will lead me away from you. Through Jesus Christ, God offers to be our God again if we allow him to be. Before all heaven and earth, I here and now acknowledge you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as my Lord and God. I vow to give all of myself, body and soul, to be your servant and to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. Jesus Christ is the only way and means to God. God has given us Jesus as the way and means to salvation. Jesus I here and now accept you as the only new and living way. I join myself in covenant with you. I come to you hungry, sinful, miserable, blind, and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of your servants. With all my power, I accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own unworthiness and vow that you are the Lord, my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only guide. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told us that we must suffer with him. Jesus, I here and now make this covenant with you and accept whatever comes in life. Through your grace, I promise that neither life nor death will separate me from you. God has given us holy laws as the rule of our lives. I here and now willingly take on your yoke and burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I accept them as the rule for my words, thoughts, and actions, promising I will strive to order my whole life around your direction. 
I will not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows us, even the thoughts of our hearts. O oh God, you know that we have made this covenant today in sincerity, without deceit or reluctance. If you find anything false in us, guide us and help us to set it right. And now, glory be to you, God the Father. From this day forward, I shall look upon you as my God and Father. Glory be to you, God the Son. You have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood. From this day forward, I shall look upon you as my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God the Holy Spirit. By your almighty power, you have turned my heart from sin to God. From this day forward, I shall look upon you as my comforter and guide. O mighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have now become my covenant friend, and I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. You are mine, and I am yours. So be it. May this covenant that I've made here on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. And amen. I'm going to ask at this time if our pastors and our worship team would come as we serve communion and participate in communion together. You're going to hear the worship team playing Lord, I Need You instrumentally. And we're just going to invite you to come to this table of the Lord. We have gluten-free communion on this side. You can take freely. We have our regular communion. Our pastors will distribute to you as you come. And as we come to this table, what we're saying is we're remembering something. We're remembering the centerpiece of our faith, Jesus Christ, who lived, who died, who rose from the dead, ascended to the right hand of the Father, and who is coming again to judge the living and the dead. We come to Jesus, the name that is our salvation, we come to Jesus. As we come today, I invite you to this table to receive the gifts of grace for the people of God, the gifts of God for the people of God. Let's stand together and invite you to come as we participate in the Lord's Supper. one defense, your righteousness. Oh God, how I need you. We gather around this table. This table is open for all and all are welcome who desire to seek God in Christ. As we come to this table, we remember that on the night before Jesus Christ was crucified, he took the bread and he broke it. He gave thanks to his Father 
And he said, this is my body given for you. And then he said, do this in remembrance of me. As we partake, let us remember what has been given to us and let us give ourselves to Christ in full same measure. Let us participate. Then Jesus took the cup, and again he gave thanks to the Father. And he gave the cup to his followers, and he said, This is the cup of my new covenant, my blood which is shed for the forgiveness of many. Do this, he said as well, in remembrance of me. Let us remember that because of the blood of Christ, we find forgiveness of sins. My friends, forgiveness. Thanks be to God. And let us walk in the forgiveness we've received. As we participate, let us partake with thanksgiving. I invite you to stand with me and receive this blessing and benediction. Following the benediction, I ask that you just pause for a moment. The worship team is going to again start playing, Lord, I need you. You're welcome to remain and sing. You're also welcome to depart, but I'm going to ask you to give us opportunity to get out so that we'll be able to greet you as you depart um, when we're done. As we pronounce this benediction, perhaps you might want to hold your hands out in a posture of receiving from God whatever he might have for you. Maybe you just want to close your eyes and think about some of the things the Holy Spirit has said to you today. But in any event, with our hearts open to God, receive this benediction. May our God, who establishes covenant relationship with those who seek to enter the kingdom, may our God be with you always. May Jesus Christ, who seals the new covenant with his blood on the cross, bring you peace. And may the Holy Spirit guide your life both now and forever. Now may we go in peace to praise, love, and serve the Lord. And everybody said, Amen. Lord, I come.